0: And Welcome back. This is Mike with another edition of the Turntable Teachers. Hope everyone's doing well. We got summer rolling already. Uh, We have a very special episode today for you guys. We have a Boston Calling review, but I am not alone. Unfortunately, Cody is not here because he did not go to Boston Calling with me. However, I have two wonderful guests here with me. The first I would like to introduce to you is one half of the Bruins podcast, the Bruin crew. That's Bruin CRU. They're all things Bruins. Any hockey fans from not only the Boston area, but anywhere in America, check out their podcast. They're doing great things. Both named Mike. Way too many Mikes around here. It's crazy. We welcome Mike to the show. Mike, how you doing?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can stream us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple, and also follow us on Instagram at The Bruin Crew, as Mike spelled it earlier.
0: Now, I know you don't really probably want to. Talk too much about it unfortunately i'm sure
1: have you guys talked about it
0: yet like have, we... have, have you got on the air since no I, ha- I had to ask i had to ask
1: no it hasn't been a week yet the wound is still very open especially <laughs> being there that was really tough to see the stanley cup not in our hands but we'll get there and we'll talk about the off season and what what to look for in the future
0: yeah any sports fans of our show go and get uh check them out and uh, our second guest is a very good friend of mine, a high school history teacher in the Boston area. He has a lot of knowledge in terms of music, in terms of history. He's going to definitely be a, another guest on the show. At some, uh, he's going to be a recurring guest for sure. Definitely going to do a segment on history of music. We'd like to welcome Eric to the show. Eric, how are you, man? What's going on? By the way, Mike, PTSD gets better. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, you'll be fine. Okay? You know, just get, get a good cry out if you need to. Right? Soon. Yeah, uh, I think? Yeah. Has it hasn't happened yet? No cry?
1: Uh, no, I have not cried yet. <laughs> Maybe when we start talking about it. Just let it happen. Just let it happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... Mike and Eric are on the show because we all went to Boston Calling together. Actually, Mike went twice. Mike went to the Friday show and the Saturday show. Eric and I just went to the Saturday show. So we're going to get here. We're going to um, talk about the show in just a minute. Uh, some highlights, some lowlights, who was great, who you maybe should go see if they're coming to your uh, to your sit- a city near you or a festival near you. First of all, though, I just want to quickly, since you guys are guests on the show, the first guests on the show, I mean, we can't just like jump in. We have to talk a little bit about you know, what kind of music you guys like for our viewers to kind of understand. And that's one of the things we wanted to really do this summer is get more guests on and bring more uh, perspectives and uh, just tastes in general. So big question. Maybe I'll start with you, Mike. Um, like, so what's what does music kind of mean to you in your life? Like, I know when I asked you guys, you both seem pretty excited to come on the show. So so what is it about music that what does it do for you? And what, what's kind of your history with music? Like who who did you kind of grow up listening to?
1: uh music has always been just kind of my oasis like i can always just go to it in any mood that i'm feeling put on any really type of genre based on that mood uh with growing up it was always hockey so like any really house music edm that kind of stuff i know nobody really likes to call it edm anymore but you know like the sandstorm and the call on me music that everybody grew up to listening to jamming out in the cars but uh I always, always was a big Eminem fan. I mean, I saw him last year with Boston at Boston College. Oh yeah, that was yeah. So I think
0: I think you and I can definitely talk about that. Even I I remember some of it. We can talk about that. Best hundred dollars I think I ever spent. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was an unbelievable show.
1: But so he was. He's always been like the biggest one for me. Um, And then recently, just kind of everything like. I love country music. <laughs> I used to hate it. Well, we we were just in Nashville.
0: We saw <laughs> Eric and I.
1: It's amazing. The country
0: it was incredible because we saw, a, we saw a, Charlie a, Daniels at the Grand Ole Opry, like the Grand Ole Opry, yeah. like not even like the newer one, like yeah. the Grand Ole Opry. The guy is I don't know how old he is, and he just he sh- was he was literally shredding apart a fiddle. Right, yeah, uh, it was insane <laughs> playing. The devil went down to Georgia. You, you know what? I still have those play. videos. I think I'm going to post them on the page. You so check out the check that out on the page on the Instagram page. It's at Turntable Teachers. You guys that already know some of you guys that don't check it out. Um, yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, yeah. like when people yeah. say, "Oh, so and so shreds guitar," you have to understand. Imagine <laughs> a bow literally coming apart because he was playing so hard. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable, oh, and really it was good. almost like the if anyone that's not from Nashville or like from the area or has never been to the Grand Ole Opry, like it's almost like. This dude was jamming out essentially in like a church. like that's how it felt. Like especially like the, you know the, like the pews that we were sitting in and, and mm. shit. it was just like weird. It was
2: It was cool and I know that's part of the marketing. They say, oh, you know you can feel the presence of the of Johnny Cash and June Carter and I, and I get that you know that, that's part of the selling point but and so perhaps it's all just confirmation bias going in there and, and, and then you say, oh, I really can feel it, but it does have a unique feel compared to, you know, some of the older venues that uh, I'm sure, Mike, you've been to or I've been mm-hmm. to. It, it, it is, if if for nothing else, it doesn't feel like any place that you've probably been. You know, you can take, you can say what you will about wh- wh- whether or not it feels like a church and how accurate that is. I there's probably some truth to that. But if uh, for nothing else, it is just, it,
0: it it just has a very different vibe. Yeah, like, it's, very it's vibe. like very just, it's historic, really. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, so... Anybody that's, again, like I said, visiting Nashville, and if you have the opportunity to go to the, a show at the Grand Ole Opry, no matter who's playing, just go because it's it's a really cool, like, historical spirit, especially if you like music. I'm assuming you're down there for music if you're going to go to Nashville, at least partly, you know, not mm. only just a party, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe to see the Pats kick ass down there in, in Tennessee, maybe once a year, but <laughs> that too. Well, like we were, so like remember we were talking about this a ton, right? Like you can go to Nashville and you can just
2: get. You, know, you can get banged up and just you know spend your time down on Broadway, and that's great. That's fun. Don't get me wrong, but I think I mean if you really if you really want the full experience, you you got to go and check out the music scene and really get into it. Whether that's you know the Ryman Auditorium or just making a point to see a lot of the live bands and such that frequent the bars or you know the Musicians Hall of Fame, the Johnny Cash Museum, all that stuff. Yeah, the Musicians just, Hall of Fame was awesome. Yeah, that yeah, was a good time. You, you can you could spend days there and not get through everything. No, it's, it's, it's true. Really, yeah. really, yeah, that that.
0: That was worth the trip too. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, really, I would definitely go back again. Yeah, and not to go off on like a Nashville tangent there, but that I think that was that was work worth it. Obviously, to uh, talk about, but uh, so yeah. So Mike, so Eminem, country, and, and, and you also like basically said everything at this point, though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always been an EDM guy. I've been to many shows from Cascade in Worcester to EDC New York. Like it's just I've been to so many shows. And we went to
0: one roughly, what, maybe not
1: six, nine months ago? We went to Kung's. Was it Kung's, Kung's you took yeah. me to? And yep. I, like,
0: I had never really heard much of yep. his music. And it's, He was, it was at Royale, yeah. which he is was...
1: actually closing down, I heard. Royale's closing yep. down? Emerson's buying the land, or has the land, and they're making it into a cafeteria. They did that with the estate. No. Yeah, they did that with the estate, and they put in condos or apartments. Oh, my yep. God. So that, the scene's going away, but, I mean, they're opening up memoir in, uh the casino, so they're opening up other places. But, yeah, I mean i've seen griffin once now i'm seeing him again on a boat cruise this summer he's been he's one of the best i've ever seen live i've seen kygo live the only one i haven't seen live and have never will is avicii r.i.p yep cody but, and i
0: talked about that on the last episode we talked about uh some of avicii's uh, his first single sos that came out which was just fantastic he's
1: just a mastermind yeah he was, sorry yeah. um Elenium probably my number one that I want to see with Seven Lions. They're probably my number two or a one and two on a bucket list. But I've seen pretty much everyone you can see. I mean, I've seen Hardwell millions of times when uh, Ocean Club used to be open. Do you remember that place? I don't think I ever went, but yeah. I didn't remember it. They pulled in everybody from Alesso to Armin Van Buren to Tommy Trash to Stevie Oki. Just saw them all. So big big EDM guy if you didn't pick up on that.
0: Who would you say is like your favorite you've seen?
1: In any genre? Well, it, or yeah, it could, it could be it could be
0: EDM. I mean, I meant more or less the EDM scene for anybody that like goes to EDM shows or, or electronic house music shows. Because I've seen Kongs and I've seen Lewis the Child, and that's roughly it's it. I really child's haven't seen. Good. They were good.
1: Man, that's tough because like I saw Afrojack and Porter Robinson at EDC, and I thought those shows were fantastic. But obviously, it's EDC, so they're putting in like the best of the best with lights and sound and everything else, and you're in like a carnival essentially. But pure music, musical talent. I mean, Griffin. I think is the number one because he's just plays the piano, plays the guitar. Like he just does everything while he's up there on stage. So, probably Griffin.
0: Cool, awesome. So Eric, I want to just obviously ask you the same uh, same question. So, what is your kind of history with music? I and mean, your family has a pretty interesting music history, I know. And sort of. So, what was your? And, and, and knowing you, I know your background's a little bit different in terms of what your tastes are. So, tell our viewers and our, our, our audience, you know, what it is you like. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean you, and and you and I have, you and I have talked about this, you know, you know, before.
2: So I know that you, you know, some of these stories a little bit, but my mom's a music teacher. She's retired, uh, a retired music teacher and she's still, she's a classically trained pianist and has had her own uh, choirs over the years. She taught in the public schools. So she's still very active in music. She's kind of the neighborhood piano teacher And, you know, growing up around her, there was just always music being played in the house, whether it was her having kids over and teaching them voice lessons or piano lessons or uh, she would pick me up after school and I would have to go do my homework while she was conducting choir because I needed a ride, things like that. So it was, I think, just being around it, it, it. I don't know, it kind of develops an appreciation for it. You know, a good musicianship is a good musicianship. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's EDM, if it's a rapper, a guitarist, a pianist. I mean, it requires skill. So, but as far as what I'm into, I could probably thank my sister for that. So, I mean, I, I grew up in I grew up in the 90s, right at the, um, kind of right at the tail end of the grunge, uh, of the grunge <laughs> phase, right? So, rest in peace, favorite jeans that were torn, by the way, 20 years. <laughs> they're done. That's awesome. But, um, so I I have a distinct moment that I can I can remember that I got into music because I didn't under, I I didn't understand it fully in terms of it, if its reach and how and how it triggers different emotions. I appreciated it, I liked it, but didn't really get it. And I was about nine or ten years old, and Pearl Jam had just come out with Versus, their nineteen ninety three album. And my sister and I were walking home from the bus. She just randomly asked me, she's like, she's like, hey Eric, you know, you have, um, do you listen to music? I'm like. No, not really. Why? Uh, she goes, "Well, try this." And so she takes out this um, <laughs> this whole cassette, and she uh, she recorded both 10 and "Verses" by Pearl Jam on one side, uh, and the other, respectively. Um, so we had to do, and uh, she puts on "Verses," and the opening track was "Go." And there's this long intro that eventually crescendos with this pretty aggressive guitar breakdown and drums. And I remember when I heard that for the first time. I mean, it was. Uh, i mean it, there was i went down the rabbit hole at that moment there's no going back The hair on the back of my neck stood up and i was like oh wow this is this is something so i don't know what chemicals got released uh but it was i i i just was like chasing that that high with the kind of music that i listened to so you know grunge got me into different types of rock and uh eventually metal and uh everything in between um so that was that was my first like intro into 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 music and such and then it's taken a whole
0: yeah isn't know. it isn't it wild though that you can remember like I don't know about you Mike because Co- Cody and I had a similar conversation like one of our earlier episodes episode two way like when we did a, like DiCaprio 2 at, like review way back so if you want to hear like any new viewers or uh, if you want to hear my musical background check that uh, episode out and our other uh, guy Cody isn't it crazy though that you can remember like certain moments where like you heard a certain artist, like you heard a certain type of sound or like they're very significant. Like Cody and I talked about those same things too. Like the first time I ever, for example, listened to an outcast album, I remember where I was, like what I was doing, like all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy that, they kind of become the staples. Like, you, yeah. and you for some reason, remember, like, those moments. What does that say about us? They're a bunch of pleasure jockeys. Yeah. You know? Seriously? No, it really is. No. Seriously. It's it's a, like, no, it's true. No,
2: this song, you know, this, this song gave me the trigger. This, uh, you know, this chemical in my brain or whatever. Yeah. Or was doing this when this happened or, you know, whatever, you know, thing you were doing that was associated with that song, you know? Yeah. You just,
0: uh, you think of it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a drug. I mean, it really it is. It really is. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. awesome so um if you guys had an artist that you're really listening to right now this will be the last question i have for you guys and then we'll jump right in to this edition to night school's show and tell for the boston calling so a very special edition really who are you listening to right now eric and uh the most who's getting the most rotation uh for you at, at the moment or what kind of music maybe i should say
2: no i mean there's always a little bit of everything. Um, so. Speaking of Boston calling, definitely some Denzel Curry, which definitely looking. That forward makes to. me very happy.
0: Which <laughs> de-
2: getting uh, definitely looking forward to talking about that, and breaking that down because that was a really nice surprise. So aside from him, I've been going on the way back machine recently and uh, listening to Faith No More. Um, <laughs> I'm about thirty years late, but still, <laughs> man, it uh, if you if you haven't listened to uh, the real thing. That was their 1989 release. That's the release that has Epic, which you've probably heard of on the radio. But the whole, I mean, you can listen to that album front to back. I mean, my God, it's unbelievable. There's just every, there's not one bit of wasted musicianship in there. You know, like every sound contributes to the the vibe of the song. It's not just, oh, they threw in some keyboard. Oh, they threw in a bass. Oh, they threw in this. It's like, no, this is all contributing. So, yeah, just a really, really good,
0: a solid album. Really, really solid. So I yeah, those you two. yeah you showed me them pretty really recently because after we'll get into the Denzel Curry stuff. The reason why all this all, why you showed me trying to get me all this groove metal now. But uh, <laughs> Mike, what are you what are you listening to right now? What's on What's on the playlist for you at the moment?
1: If you looked up my top Spotify plays in the past three months, it would be Coach Eyes by Audio Slave and Raging Against the Machine because of <laughs> 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 um but uh, afterwards, I mean, I've, I think it's just the Avicii album coming out. I've just been going back to listening to everything that he's ever created. And that Avicii by Avicii album, he, like, remixed his own music. It's one of the better... I, I think it's his best albums he's ever created. It, like, for him to just have the foresight to just create music, then go back and say, no, I want to put a different so- different tune on that song that I just created is amazing. And it's honestly even better, so... L-G. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Cody and I are gonna jump on. Maybe we'll even have you back on for that specific uh, that album review because we we're gonna review that one pretty soon. And that definitely that Tim album is 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 fantastic. I, I like it it's a lot special. as well. It really is. I uh, I think it's even more special that he left a lot of not to get too much in the album, but he left a lot of the demo uh, artists. A lot of it
1: was almost done.
0: It was yeah, but it was all what well, was all demo artists. Yeah, minus a few. I think it was like the Imagine Dragons one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Owl Black track, and I think the Chris Martin track. The rest mm-hmm. of them were just more like demo artists that he was planning on getting others on, and they just kept the demos, which I'm, I'm happy about. Anyway, so transitioning to our third show and tell of this show. So go, go, again, go back and check out our other show and tells. Our first one was on, uh, I did a solo on Fleetwood Mac, and then I did a, a, Cody and I went to Gary Clark Jr., so check those episodes back out. Uh, today we have Boston Calling, we're just going to, I guess, start by day. I know, Mike, you went to Friday, so maybe you can talk a little bit about Friday, and then we'll jump into Saturday, where we were all were. So, Friday sets, uh, who were like the main attractions? I think it was, what, 21 Pilots, Greta Van Fleet, and that was... was like
1: Christine and the Kids or something? I, don't, I think I vaguely saw them just waiting for 21 Pilots.
0: Yeah, so who did you see that day? Who were the kind of the major,
1: you know, what was the major highlights? So I personally almost skipped Friday because I did no, no one on the on the set on the list was like really jumping out at me. Like everyone knows Twenty One Pilots just because of their songs with Heathens and uh, what, what's the other ones? Like they do uh, that's the one that's Suicide Squad. They also have Stressed Out. Chlorine. Oh yeah, Stressed Out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a couple of friends that I went with they wanted to see Greta Van Fleet and I had never heard of them. Um. And I looked up, I looked into them more, and there's. Three brothers, two of them are twins, and one's a, f- a lifelong friend. They're all kids under the age of twenty-five from Michigan, and they're um, a very Led Zeppelin type of sound. Even the, the singer, he has that like voice. And I'll admit, it was probably one of the best sets I've seen all weekend. I, like they were just flat out fantastic. Oh, that's and um, interesting. I looked up and in, uh, again into them, and they, you know, a lot of people are saying that. They just started in 2017, and in 2018, they had one of the best number one selling uh, singles in August of 2018, so basically a year later, they're already up top of the charts. They're very, very good. I was just very impressed with everything that they had going from the sounds to their wonderful attire that they wore. I think the, I think the lead singer had a feather coming out of his ear. <laughs> I couldn't really see from where I was standing, but they're very very good. I think they were the best uh, the, my favorite of the uh, of the weekend, which is wild cuz I you didn't, was you didn't going in them. thinking who the hell are these
0: people? Yeah, that happened to us last year cuz I went with a group of guys, my my buddies as well and we saw Manchester Orchestra and i never heard of them either and they were one of probably the highlights of that weekend as well. So it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think those that's what the great thing about these festivals is that you go expecting that you're going to see the people the, peep, the our acts that you want to see but right. then you you end up at some point, uh bumping into an artist maybe you haven't heard, and then you end up, you know, really kind of becoming a fan. So that's how we were with Manchester Orchestra so last year. So I can totally uh you know, second that for sure in terms of uh but Cody would I know Cody's not here to talk, but uh, you know, Cody in the past has called them Led Zeppelin Light. He's not really a huge too great event for influence. Yeah. No, I mean I can so. definitely
1: see it. I mean their their song Highway Tune is their like number one played song on Spotify. I'm sure people have heard it. I know I just I don't want to keep bringing them up, but if you go to the Bruins game, they do play (laughs) their song at the very beginning of the game. And I'm sure you've heard it on a, I think it's on a commercial. I don't know which one, probably a car commercial, but very, very good. Uh, And then 21 Pilots is the headliner. Again, going into it, obviously you know them from the radio, but don't know a ton about them. Josh Dunn is the drummer. One of the best German solos Sick. I've ever seen. That's awesome. <laughs> like I, I, I was blown away. He had a um, a set or a song at the end of the set that he pre-recorded him drumming, and then on stage he pretended to like battle himself. So he what? battled. He That's battled wild. the pre-recording.
0: Oh, so he recorded it beforehand. He recorded
1: it beforehand, and then he would go like on stage, and then he would pause and look at himself on the screen. And he would be playing a pre recorded battle. So he like battled like it was an inception battle almost. Wow. It was nuts. I've never seen anything like it. And it was never very, heard very anything good. like that. Yeah. Uh I mean I, like I said before, you probably know them just from Heathens, which was in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chlorine, which was pretty new, stressed out, I think had like over a, a billion streams. Yeah, that's one of their streams. old, that one, was it Ride is another yeah, one too? Like those are
0: all like their, their big, big tracks.
1: And it was funny, Spotify shows you where the most plays are. Do you want to guess where in the country the number one is for 21 Pilots? It's wild. It's something you wouldn't like normally. Alabama. No. Here? No. Well, it's in North America. I think that helps.
0: Uh, Missouri. <laughs>
1: Mexico. Mexico, Mexico City was the was 500k uh, streams a day. They're the most played in Mexico. Yep, which I thought was pilots? wild. Yeah, I had to do a double take. I looked again. No way. I looked later in the day just to make sure whether it wasn't like a glitch. It, yeah, Mexico City. What number one most played? Like for them, for for them. that's crazy. Yeah. I would love to know why. I would too. And then Colombia was why. on there for like third. Chicago was fourth. It was just really, like...
0: Chicago, I could see, though. though like, Chicago's a huge rap scene right now. Like, but...
1: I could see Chicago. But 21 Pilots had that, like, just, like, really good, like, I can vibe to this, even though I don't really know them. Like, they played just a really good show. Like, yeah. even if you only knew their popular stuff, which I did, I didn't know their, like, everything else on the other albums, I was genuinely entertained, and especially with the drummer. The drummer had a couple solos where he just, just flat out m- murdered, murdered it. Murdered it, yeah. yeah.
0: Sweet. I mean, if, yeah. I, that's the only reason why I didn't go Friday. I didn't find a name really on Friday. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm that really glad like I did. We missed out a little bit because, like, uh, yeah. That those two songs, like, they were good.
1: I found myself listening to Greta Van Fleet after. Oh, that's well. That's like, that's how you a know. the weekend that's after, you know. like, I was listening, and I'm like, what? Like, I was cooking breakfast to Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was doing, but that's I, right, though. I was that like into their show that they made me go and listen to everything. So I was I was very very impressed. I feel like that's why you go to the shows though. Like, it is. No, it 100% is. You just get addicted even if it is like you said the what did you said the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure junkies. Yeah. So like you get addicted even if it's for a week or two after, but yeah. you remember those things and you, and if they were to, if Greta ever comes back, I'm getting tickets. Hmm. Like it that it was that good of a show.
0: Good to know. Good to know. And, and I didn't know them go. going
1: in. Huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, so but wait, so what was 21 and Pilots like? I completely botched my question back there too, but I, what I was going to ask was yep that so my thought of 21 and pilots was exclusively associated with seventh graders okay <laughs> no, it's
1: funny you say that because when I was going into it I'm like I feel like this is like a childish band but it's not they like they they didn't do any of the political stuff they just played like it was literally just playing we're gonna do our thing we're gonna play and it, just the two of them I thought it was way more than just two of them I didn't know it was just a singer and a drummer.
0: That's yeah, I didn't realize that either until like, I I think that's the whole like why they're twenty. I don't know what their their name has something to do with that. I believe I don't know what the exact, you know, thing is. But yeah, I was pretty surprised to to hear that as well that they didn't even have like a guitarist, like nothing. They just no, just a singer just and a
1: drummer. Very very impressed with how good of a show it was. Huh.
0: It's interesting.
1: I wonder if they're trying to
2: shed that label of like being associated as a. As a, as a younger person's act or whatever, and so they're just coming out and super professional. And it sounds like they're almost a little bit stoic.
1: They might be because uh, I. Well, I think their song "Chlorine" it's not as like like stressed out. I'm sure is the song that comes to mind when you yeah, say that. Of course, for the seventh graders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Chlorine is not like that. Chlorine's kind of a, like a mellow like track that uh, we would listen to hmm. and have no problem and not associated with the seventh graders. But that drum solo, he also it was like a Seven Nation Army drum solo. Okay, fantastic. I was like, I had looked up seven
0: nation army, like white stripes. Yep. No shit. Yep. Cause well, Jack white was the headliner last, uh, last year on the Saturday day. And he was, I mean, last year, I think Eminem easily was the best act of the entire, they were
1: a little biased, but yeah, (laughs) but yeah,
0: in my opinion, but Jack white was like, like just a tick below for me. Like, and I'm not even as big of a Jack white fan as I am Eminem. So like, that's how good I thought Jack white was. So I'm really, and I I just, I love the White Stripes too. So that's really cool to see that they did something like that. Like a cover. For sure. Like a cover of that. That's really, that's really dope. Yeah. yeah, So, all right. That was Friday. And now we're going to move into Saturday's uh, set, which was uh, very up and down. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it. It was. Can we, can I just get this out of the way? I am a little bit disappointed overall with the show. Like with the whole show, the whole day. I really sound like a teacher. Yeah. Really, dude. I was pretty disappointed not then. not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than well, this. It, well, that's that's how I felt. I felt like the whole day, just some, I think three out of the four acts. All right, one of the acts I'm going to give a pass. But there was two acts that I felt that I was actually pretty excited for and were like duds for me. Yeah. And, it, and it sucked. But I kind of want to start on the high note, Eric, because Denzel Curry was fantastic.
2: He was sick. He was sick, so that was uh he was my drug of choice uh, for the weeks uh <laughs> the weeks after the show, and it's still one of and it's still you know on my playlist in heavy rotation. Yes. But, no, I mean it, he he was awesome, but I, I I had the same feeling as you. I really did. That uh, there were some bands that I wanted to go and see, and I was all jacked up for them. And I, they I thought that they just fell flat on their face. Some of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know whether it was Odessa, they were just eh. And, you know, you, uh, you were talking about Anderson pack and, you know, he was chill. And I could see, I could see the appeal. I don't know him, but it, he just was uninspiring. I thought um,
0: yeah. when we get to Anderson, when we get to the part of Anderson. I, I, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that because he, for me as well, I, I was a little underwhelmed by Anderson, but there's, I have reasons why I think that was the case, but I could be wrong. But yeah, anyway, he, he, he does, as you said, have
2: the best teeth in the game.
0: Though. He does, oh, <laughs> I mean, his, his, teeth yeah. his teeth are phenomenal. His teeth are phenomenal. But so any, anybody uh, that's been listening to the podcast for a while knows that I'm a huge Denzel Curry fan. So one of the big reasons why I was going was for Denzel. And so Eric and I went a little early to go see him because he was a little bit earlier in the day. And I, the, what I was trying to draw you with and what I had drawn you with before was the Bulls on Parade Rage Against the Machine cover that he had done I'm earlier so in the year. That. And my God, that was, that was insane live. So I've never mosh pit or... What, what, is there is mosh pitted is you, that is that no. the, as a as a as an english teacher i'm screwing this up moshed i've never moshed all right so yeah. moshed all right so that's so i'm learning new vocabulary yeah. right, here on the turntable education yes uh, all right so i had never moshed before okay you are a a mosh connoisseur a mosh not a connoisseur nah, but like i mean i'm just I'm, you've moshed yeah i've done it for a 20 years. Yeah. So So you're no, you're no stranger to machine. I'm
2: 35 now. So I stay at the back, but you know, uh, I'm just kind of bob my head and, you know, just look at
0: somebody else just get destroyed and break limbs. (laughs) But um, yeah, his energy was ridiculous all all day. I mean, he, I mean, he started off with uh, a live debut of his title track off his new album, zoo, which just got the crowd going. And then, but yeah, bulls on parade was like at, at towards the, about the second leg of it is when he really came out with that yeah. and that i think the, a different energy came on because he i think he what did he say he was like at one point he was like you want to with rage with us everybody ready to rage with it and then we all yeah. knew you know
2: um he was really interesting like on a, on a couple different fronts i mean number one he command uh, immediately he commanded he commanded the audience uh similar to that of a rock band or a metal band that was right off the bat okay i mean rappers i mean they have a different vibe at a show it's just it's just different right it's a lot more it's a lot more interactive with a rap uh, with a rapper I find as opposed to you're seeing a rock band, a metal band, and you're just kinda getting like swept up in the energy
0: from the music. He kinda found a nice middle ground there. I yeah, felt like, like he, he kind of he kinda was able to bring them both together, he, which is unique. He did. And so as an aside to kind
2: of make the point of how he did this, so immediately he reminded me of a show I saw, I'm gonna go on the Wayback Machine, but one of the best shows I ever saw. 1999 at the Worcester Centrum, uh, whatever it's called now, DCU I think, mm-hmm. um, was Rage Against the Machine, and I can't believe you got to see them and Life. gangs and Gangstar. I'm also oh, I'm so upset you got to see the got Gangstar. I'm yeah. dead serious.
1: Guru and Premier yes. together. Yep. Oh. So I saw so,
2: Gangstar was really you know speaking of you know you were talking about Greta Van Fleet and how you were you know playing them uh, a ton afterwards. I had no I didn't know who Gangstar was. I was there because some girl uh, asked me to win her prom and was like, hey, uh, do you like Rage Against the Machine? Do you want to go? I was like, "Uh, yeah. Uh, So I had a free ticket, barely knew this girl, and
0: Gangstar opened up. Really? Yes. That's such a
1: great show. That's strange. What a great
0: show, though, when you think about it, those two together.
2: Best prom date date ever. She was (laughs) amazing. Shout Um, out
0: Eric's prom date from high school. Yep.
2: Kristen, you were wonderful. Changed my life.
0: (laughs) Kristen, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, you're so, great.
2: Regardless, so I didn't know who Gangstar was, and they came on out, and I was just kind of indifferent towards them. So they came on out before Rage, and they they had the crowds going. I mean, as you might imagine, a Rage Against Machine crowd is a pretty aggressive crowd. <laughs> They're looking to get with it, uh, bang some heads, and, you know, just kind of get swept up in the energy, like we were saying. Gangstar was doing that, right? Gangstar was doing that. They had pits going themselves. I was like, whoa, rappers don't do mosh pits. What's going on here? And they're, they just had an, they just had really really good uh, relations with the crowd. They just knew how to reach them. Their music was on point. It was tight. Um, it was interesting and it was entertaining and it had a message. It wasn't just a bunch of instructions, you know. Which is I think sometimes is a critique of rap shows. It's like okay, put your hands up in the air. Do this. Do this. Like all right. Like you didn't have to, right? So. Denzel reminded me a lot of that, and honestly, kind of brought me back to that show. There were pits going, and there were,
0: you know, yeah. ha- happy mosh pits. It if was, you well, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I would probably, probably wouldn't compare it to like the death mo- metal mosh pits you've probably. No, done with, no, there was no wall but...
2: of death, uh, <laughs> no, none of that. But Denzel just came out. His energy was, as you might imagine, off the charts. But he just commanded the audience. He really did. They just, he he, did. they responded he really did. well. To his vibe his energy and he had something to say he said it well he was into it and you could tell that he was just in the moment and not just going through the motions so it was great his pitch
0: control and some of the different pitches like he can get is just ridiculous like he's almost like a nice cross between metal and well at least his show was nice cross between like i said metal and and hip-hop and rap but he it, his pitch control is is fantastic to me in so many different ways. It was even as a singer, he's very melodic at times, and then he really does those really scream o vocals very well. Even uh, the Bulls on Parade thing was unbelievably impressive when it first came out. I remember he did the triple uh, like a J triple J triple J whatever the heck it's called like a version cover for that, which was just phenomenal uh he yeah right off the bat he just had energy uh, he did his like meme song ultimate right at the very uh, beginning of it and that just got the crowd going right away uh did some of his new singles he did uh ricky he also did aloha which was one of my favorite tracks he has um with charlie heat kind of an edm uh beat hmm. maybe mike you might actually like a song like that check that out so aloha charlie heat and uh and denzel We'll probably put some kind of playlist uh, on. I'll, I'll put a, probably a playlist up for you guys. So I'm, I'm sure I'll throw that on there with all like the best songs from all these sets. Uh, anyway, yeah. So he just, throughout the show, just again, just had really great energy. And he played a couple of live debuts So uh, from his new album. So Zoo was one. Uh, Automatic, which is one of my favorite songs off the new album. And then Speedboat as well, which was really, really cool. And he just, yeah, like I said, throughout the whole show, just really got our attention. I thought Denzel was the best act at boston calling this year that i saw yeah so
2: i i would agree based on based on at least what we saw from saturday he just he had the best crowd uh command of the crowd he was in the moment yeah um you know like you were saying Mm -hmm. i think he was just enjoying himself more so it just seemed like he was really into it more than anything and i'm not like a rap technician i couldn't tell you exactly you know oh he used this beat and it made his show sound this much better you know, I can only speak in generalities by what I kind of felt and saw. And that was that people were just responding to him,
1: yeah, you know. Yeah, and
2: I felt the same way. That's, uh, to me, that's kind of the litmus test is, you know, if somebody, I feel like if somebody is on stage and they're eliciting a reaction, they're doing something right,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, I
2: completely agree. And and, and and he was he was doing that in the most simplistic terms, whether it was Bulls on
0: Parade. But there was also, there was contrast to the songs that he was um, he Absolutely. did have some good contrast there like he even threw yeah. in this life which is one of his more like slower melodic tracks like in and, and sirens that was like a good little like switch up there in terms of, of style like at yeah. right, that seven eight might mark yeah which, which was good and then it, and then he picked it right back up with super saiyan superman and then that's when bulls on Parade came and then it was just freaking like mayhem from there like he was having yeah he was having like the left and right stage do like uh mosh Con- contest, you remember that? He was like picking who was like the better yeah, yeah. who went yeah, crazier yeah, yeah, for or sure. whatever towards the back end. Yeah, for anyway. sure. I was, I
2: was trying to get you to crowd serve. You wouldn't bite though. No, <laughs> dude, I know. It
0: was enough for me to get, get me to mosh, Eric. Yeah, no, I wasn't he, I wasn't gonna crowd Yeah, and then you, you got some other some other dude was like all aboard. Like you, you told some guy We whatever. had it ready to go. And, and we we had were, like, you, you, you like, had yeah, it ready to go, Yeah, let's go, let's go and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Like yeah, I'm it. like I'm even more or less you like you. I'm like I'm in the back. I'm just chilling and I'm vibing. I do not do that shit. But anyway yeah, you know, you
2: poppy, you poppy cherry. So now we'll just get, <laughs> we'll just gradually get you into the uh, the good stuff. And yeah, you know, yeah, you'll get hooked.
0: Whatever. Get anyway, hooked. moving on from there, the next uh, the next show or the next set was Anderson Pack. I don't know if we all have like a ton to talk about this because I, I agree, Eric and Eric, and, I, and this podcast was founded based on Anderson Pack. I just want to point that out and how much of a big of a fan of Anderson Pack I am. And I will say this. I don't know if his music necessarily is festival, is is fit for a festival. I I, I don't know if he I, he I've heard his live shows on his own are a lot different than what I saw, or what we saw. Just a bit underwhelming. I, I didn't yeah, didn't feel like he had the engagement of the crowd. I, I don't. know, Maybe that was part of it. Maybe it's just the songs he was using. Because I know the Free Nationals they are a little bit more jazzy, a little bit more you know neo soul vibes. I don't I don't know if maybe that at, the, at that specific moment people weren't really engaged i felt like a lot of it even even me even a fan who wasn't that engaged with it that's
2: that's a good read by you because thinking back to it now his style of music i
0: envision that for more of like a lounge almost yeah yeah yeah. i think think it's Mm -hmm. something like that in an intimate setting i think that would be a lot better of a, a of a show so maybe just the festival that's not his crowd, and, and I and I felt the same way last year about um, Khalid. Do you remember that, Mike?
1: I thought he was pretty good. I don't know. I
0: thought so. I thought so too, but I didn't think he had the command of the crowd.
1: No, what also it was tough for him because he was going right behind f- Eminem, and everybody yeah. was literally standing at staring at the Eminem stage, like looking across the way at the other stage where that could have Khalid also was. Been so, part like, of it, yeah. I think that was part of it. But no, I, I know yeah. what you're saying. I don't think he was like fantastic yeah
0: i mean yeah so i felt that same way about anderson pack and i just i mean it, it was good it was good music the musicality was was nice and it was great and i even bumped into a few uh f- old friends of mine actually shout out jenny and megan and jenny was like oh I, same thing as you you with greta van fleet same thing you would do with more or less with like gangstar and denzel is like she's now i just talked to her kind of recently a little bit and she was saying how much she loves anderson pack now because of the show so he did maybe engage some people, and I think just with his musicality alone, his charisma, and those best teeth, those teeth, man, aren't, Are you, they, aren't they great? You were, best teeth in the game. I know, screamed you, it, man. You, I Everyone, know. <laughs> people know because people were cracking up laughing. They were like, "Oh shit, yeah." They, he's, they, were, they, they, were,
2: were. they were. No, the, the uh, you know he does uh, he does got a nice set of pearly whites. He's definitely <laughs> definitely not a hockey player. No, but the, uh, What was I gonna say. He, I mean, he was. I I could see the appeal you know i'm listening to his stuff with you and again i i don't know his material but i'm I'm listening to him saying like hey it's like this is like super chill like there's good musicianship involved but it just it seemed like disconnect there's a big disconnect out there and you know, it it reminded me of a show i saw
0: way back god i feel like i'm aging myself on this podcast (laughs) um Eric, Eric Eric is now 55. He was yeah. 35 when he when we started the show and now he's like 50, he's <laughs> in his 50s. You
1: got to see Gangstar open up. Like he wasn't uh, even like on, they weren't even doing their own show also R.I.P. On, on
2: Guru. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But uh the show I was thinking of was uh 2003 at Gillette. I saw, let's see, who the heck was there. It? it was Deftones. All right, so Deftones was there with uh, I can't remember who uh I, I, it was Mudvayne, Metallica. I want to say, I can't remember the other two bands that were there, but it doesn't matter. Deftones, they they use a lot of synthesizers. They're very atmospheric, kind of spacey at times. There's a lot of distortion. Them playing outdoors at Gillette Stadium was a freaking disaster.
0: Like, you could
2: not. Venue's a huge thing. Venue's huge. Like the Garden. The Garden sucks.
0: I talked about that. terrible. I talked about that at Fleetwood Mac. You even said that to me when you saw Kygo there. And Elton John. And Elton John. And I, and I, like I said, I I go back to my show and tell from Fleetwood Mac. I, that was an excuse I gave Fleetwood Mac for like some of the lackluster singing and some of the pitch issues that were, that not the fact that Stevie Nicks is 70 years old, but now, now I think you're older. Now you're 75. We just, (laughs) I think, how much did you age I'm 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 going to collect pretty soon. You're going to (laughs) collect Yeah. 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 All that old teacher's retirement. You're right. You're perfect. Yeah. Even like, but back to Anderson Pack real quick, and then we'll move on to the next two of I think that that's one we definitely all definitely want to talk about. And, uh, but even a track like Bubbling, like one of our Cody and I's favorite tracks from 2018, I was like, okay, well, at least when Bubbling comes on, he'll, the energy will pick up, I feel like. And he did a completely stripped back version of Bubbling. So I'm like, you, he just missed opportunities, I think. And it was just very. Monotoned, he was one tone the whole time. I think it was exactly opposite of what Denzel did. Denzel was able to ride a bit of a wave and and, and come in with some different uh contrast, as you talked about. There was no contrast with Anderson Pack, but the thing is, it's crazy yeah. playing is Anderson Pack has a ton of contrast in his music, he just didn't show it that day, so it, it, that, that's why it was upsetting to me. So yeah. it's not a knock on you, Anderson Pack. Love you if you're listening, you're not, but like maybe someday, but uh.
2: Eh. Yeah, I, I agree. It just it felt like it was background music almost. Yeah, a it, little bit. It just, a little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't very engaging. And you know, I don't know. I would like he. I would love to get into his stuff, but there was there was a disconnect there for
0: sure. So. And we were also missing the fact that in the midway through, Lil Nas X came on and did Old Town mm-hmm. Road, which was like, I mean, the place just went nuts. Bananas. Bananas. I,
1: I walked over there at that time. one
0: song. We did two, and everyone was just going nuts to that track. I was, I was, I I didn't think he was going to do any more than one track and thank God he didn't. So that was at least that, but, um, anyway, stick to like, do you guys see, I don't know if you really, you really don't have social media, but did you see that he did a a show at an elementary school? Those kids went bananas. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they're singing for Cocoa Puffs or whatever, (laughs) like cereal that these kids eat these days.
1: They're singing lean to my bladder, having no clue what that means. None,
0: none. Like who, which, (laughs) what, what principle? Eric, do you think, would sign off on such a thing? <clears throat> I'm not going to name names. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like a I'm very specific yeah. question. Was there <laughs> <laughs> was there, was, no, I was just saying. I was saying saying anybody specific. It sounds like you have somebody in mind. Yeah, but, people that want to appease the masses. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't seem like that was a good idea or something in good fortune, but either way. Uh, we'll move on to Odessa, who was the next set in...
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. What song, what was the song called that they didn't even do? Oh, okay, okay.
2: yeah, so oh. you, you and I were talking about this, mm. Mike. Okay, so they came, They they started out the show, and you hear the intro on the album, A Moment Apart, which leads into the song, A Moment Apart, and so you can just feel everyone's getting all jacked up, and like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, <laughs> and they played like a second of it. And then they went into Bloom It's like, wait, tell, no, stop, stop, go back, go back. They blue balled and us. They really did. They were yeah. just playing just the tip for a little bit and then it's just, ah, <laughs> uh, so frustrating. Just get a little
0: PG-13 on t- turntable teachers. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just playing. Yeah. I don't know what it does is like songs like that, but I did know the song Moment Apart, So I was a little bit like <clears throat> confused and they never, and they never played it again. And so then, yeah. you want to
1: know what's interesting about them? They don't, pl- they're getting, they never get on radio they have no radio play they get no radio really? play no. yeah the yeah. only way that they became so big was word of mouth wow and streaming obviously but the, on the streaming days you don't need necessarily radio no but the fact that good. we're in this day and age where you know you just that's usually how you hear things at right. first right off the bat and that's kind of how the popularity comes in um but they didn't have any of that they never they never get played on the radio
0: Huh, interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize that because I'm not a like a radio listener myself anyway. But I. But then again, like you said, I haven't even when I do hear the radio, I don't hear Odessa. So
1: going uh, into it, everyone told me Odessa plays an unreal show. They have an amazing set. Blah blah right, blah. That's right. all I heard going into this thing. So I think maybe I was a little hyped up, a little too much. Well, I had heard the same thing, I think you had heard the same sure. thing, too, Eric. I yeah, mean, I everyone mean, says that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, that, that's exactly it. I'd seen their live shows on YouTube, right? And I'd seen the drum line uh the drumline groove but seen the lights and the whole setup that they have there, the energy from the crowd, um, you know, some of the live versions of um what is it? Uh oh god, uh Bloom, uh, you know, for one. And um uh oh my gosh, I'm having a total brain party. Say my name, thank you. Those two live versions, right? Some of the like were better than the album versions. Oh amazing. You know, and so I had I had similar high expectations and that was that was who I went to Boston Con for. Mm-hmm. Was Odessa, so I, I, like you, I had very very high
0: expectations, and then just, eh, yeah. I thought the second half of their set was much better than the first, though. I I I, I was really like by the middle part of it, I was like borderline checking out, or yeah. like it was it was it was rough, and yeah. So I don't know. I just I I. But the second half I did like a lot. To be quite honest with you, I thought the energy picked up a little bit more. Uh, I do think they're very talented, though. I will say that very. they are super talented. Like the they're great on whatever whatever kind of drums they were playing. Uh, they almost looked like a not a bongo, but yeah. or not a not a bongo. Like, excuse me, big, like a, like big, a drums. big yeah yeah um, yeah. They were huge. They were really. It was it was pretty interesting. I yeah. I, they were probably. I would say that they were better than Innocent Pack, but not by much. Uh only because their second half was really great. Um the only maybe I'll actually only give maybe Innocent Pack the nod because he did a Mac Miller cover at the end, like as a tribute to Mac, which I forgot to mention by the way. So maybe like that like just squeaks it by. But uh, yeah, in terms of Odez's set, yeah, a little a little underwhelming. How did
2: um I mean you you're the EDM expert here. I mean, how did they compare to some of the other what what did they what were they missing? In this show, that some of the best EDM bands that you've seen were able to bring.
1: I think they put a little too much focus on the drum line. To be completely honest, like I feel like that was like they kept like giving them the show almost to just kind of give them solos. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not there to see a drum line, I'm there to see them. I'm like that when I go to a show, like if I see like Calvin Harris or David Guetta or any of those guys, like and they bring in like a trumpet for a song or two, cool. But like they, I feel like they just kept pushing the drum line on you saying like, all right, here's more of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they brought more guys out to specifically do drums like four And I was just like like watching
1: them, which yeah, I mean, obviously when you're at a show like that, you're not really watching somebody. You're kind of just seeing them on the DJ and I think that took you away a little bit. But it just felt forced like, oh, here's another drum solo and another drum solo. Like it just, that's all it really was. And I think there were a lot of times where I was just like, can you guys just play your song? (laughs) So that's what I'm here for. But yeah, I think that was kind of it. And a lot of artists will play other people's songs. Like if you go to a show like that, There's a 95% chance that if you know somebody like a I don't know Hardwell is there or Alesso's there, there's a 95% chance they're playing a new song that's out right now, a remix of their song, Mm -hmm. uh, someone else's big song like Martin Garrix, like any of those guys, they'll all play each other's songs, which I love so much about those shows. They didn't play like anybody else's songs. No, they didn't. Like the Say My Name song, awesome song. But the RAC remix, fantastic. I think it went a Grammy. Like, it, it, I just feel like I was waiting for kind of a remix or something, like, just to switch it up a little bit. So, I don't know. I was a bit underwhelmed, and I think it's because I went in with high expectations. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I felt the same way, but that was my kind of my feeling with Anderson. So, I think that that was maybe, like, yeah, we all kind of just went a little bit too high on those. Anyway, moving. Anyone Anything else you guys want to add to any of that or? Before we move on to our headliner, which oh. I don't think, I think this one's going to be pretty quick yeah, <laughs> um, as quickly as we, boo. oh man. All right. So Tame Impala, he was the headliner for Saturday. I've listened to his music in the past. Super vibey, super chill. I I definitely like it and in certain settings. And I was pretty interested to see, cause again, I like the, like the musicality of it. And this fell even flatter hmm. than Odessa, even flatter than Anderson Pack. For me, the worst of the night. And I don't know maybe if I was getting tired by the end and but like I just did not it did not hit with me. No. It did not hit with me. I didn't think he I think he had the crowd at all. I bet at least Odessa. there were moments Odessa had the crowd. Yeah. At least. I, I was underwhelmed by them, but I felt like, okay, we're here, they're doing their thing, people are at least buying in. With Tam and Paula, I couldn't even—I couldn't tell if people were asleep or not, it, or is it yeah. maybe it's just that kind of music? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm
2: not trying to be a wise ass when I say this, but I mean, like you, it seemed like two things were happening: one, it was background music, and two, to enjoy it, like it kind of seemed like
0: you had to be under the influence. Yeah, you like know? of some, yeah, of like something. We 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 do not condone any any of that, by the way, on here on so just just so we're well, aware. What, what are we talking about? You know. <laughs> any 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 of those any of those psychedelics we're not necessarily condoning them here so just just but but anyway we're
2: calling a spade a spade but we are but we are no
0: i completely agree with you i think you need to be on some kind of something like that yeah to enjoy this and it's just not no no like i i couldn't get into it i couldn't get into it like the one track that was played that i actually really enjoyed and then i like maybe maybe it's just because it's my favorite track of his but the less i know the better and that was okay that and i think that's a, a track that was a little bit more a beat the rest of this i forget it I, I was i was checked out i think we all kind of were with it and i don't know why he was the headliner i'm a little i'm a little confused as to why to be fair to be i'll play my own devil's advocate i mean I mean the fact that
2: you know it's a festival and he's at the end of the, he's the last one to go on I wonder if that can sometimes work against you. If you've been there all day, it was kind of hot it. out, sun's beating down on you, you've been, you've been drinking a few, right? So at that point you're probably getting a little cranky and um, you want some food and it's like, "All right, I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of spent here."
1: But
0: then again, last year I felt like Jack White was the best of Saturday and he was the headliner. I loved Jack White. It was fantastic and Eminem was the best of that of that Sunday. So, for me, I I hear your point 100%. Yeah. I think it's too, I think it's a combination of that, a combination of just the, the music, like the, his music, Tame Tame and Powell's sort of genre. It, it doesn't, it doesn't fit a musical like festival. I don't know. I just, I just, I just think it, 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 it didn't, the energy didn't make sense of how you were going to go from like something that was a little, a lot more upbeat, like Odez's to, to that. But I mean, again, I, I'm sure there are people there that you know, are disagreeing with us and probably had the greatest time of their lives or sure. whatever, and that's and that's the beauty of music. But there was just nothing here that I felt like was very redeeming, and he didn't even play that long of a set. He was like 15 tracks. Odessa played more. Yeah, I mean Denzel, I think did more. Yeah, Denzel did eight. Th- yeah. That's crazy to me that Tame Impala only had 15 tracks.
2: I mean, granted, Denzel's songs are, are shorter, and and you know, but, but to your point, but to your point, I mean, there, there will be somebody that I'm sure has a podcast or. Does some sort of YouTube video about how great, um, you know, Tam Paul was, and you know, and that's fine. I mean, like we're nobodies; we're just music enthusiasts, right? That yeah, that enjoy talking. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that, um, and you know, it's different strokes for different folks, right? I mean, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of in agreement on this that it just wasn't really a thing, and eh, you know, so be it. So. Somebody else can enjoy it, and you know, somebody else will say, Oh, I was at that, that Rage Against Machine show that sucked, or you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, pick a band, so yeah, it's all, it's yeah. all relative.
1: Yeah, you know. he headlined Coachella, to be fair.
0: One of the I nights. did, I did hear that too, which is so all right. So, again, so he just doesn't make music for us, then maybe we just don't understand it. And I'm not again, I don't hate his music, I actually, I actually kind of like it, some of it. I just didn't like it that much live, it wasn't really my, my, my flavor. Yeah, yeah, agreed, but. No, he clearly has, has, as I'm no, no diss on Tim Impala at all. I just, maybe again, maybe his set wasn't necessarily for us, but yeah, maybe there are a lot of people out there that, that feel that same way. So yeah. Um, on the Instagram post for this, for this episode, comment if you, Hey, if you disagree, uh, if you think Tim Impala was the best, if you were there and the, or you've seen him at Coachella or whatever, if you feel a certain way about it, I'd love to hear what the rationale is for liking his, his set. So, I. not, not even being condescending, just, just a little curious, curious. So anyway, um, yeah, then Sunday, I don't, I need, none of us went to Sunday. I know Travis Scott was the headliner for that. I, I had had some students that went and said that he was good. Um, I'd seen logic a bunch of times. I really didn't feel the need to go back and see logic. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about, about Sunday. Uh, I, uh, outside of
2: just what my yeah. students said too. I, you know, same, yeah. same kind of thing. they just said they had a good time and, yeah. you know, this is high school logic here, so I was like, "Oh, like why'd you why'd you like it?"
1: Oh, I don't know, it was just nice. it's just
2: <laughs> that's kind of the extent of it. So that's I, funny. I, I didn't get a lot of in-depth
0: analysis. No, these are also kids that didn't write good essays either. So, so they, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Well, we're on summer now, so yes, yeah. we're we're good. Uh, all right, so best performance or uh, highlight for you? So who was Eric the best of 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 the day or of the weekend per se for um, you? I mean, the one I was looking for, the one when
2: Denzel overall was a surprise within his show or within his set. I was looking for. I knew I wanted to hear his "Rage Against the Machine" covered, Bulls on Parade," but there were some songs that caught me off guard in in the best way possible. I think "Sumo" was great. I like "Speedboat," "U.L.T.," uh, "Black Balloons," uh, "This Life," "Zoo," and "Ultimate." I, I think that those songs were were yeah, they just he, they just resonated they just resonated very very well great energy
0: and yeah that was that was my pleasant surprise cool awesome uh mike what about you what was your your big highlight or your big big takeaway from the weekend uh, especially because you saw a little bit more than we did
1: gotta go Greta Van Fleet just blown away by their entire set uh lover lever is one of their better ones flower power very good highway tune i mentioned before black smoke black smoke rising uh just really really impressed by their set and like you guys had said throughout this episode that they just definitely did just take it take the crowd in and just bring them in and it was like a very diverse crowd There was like there was like a 40 year old man sitting next to me and then there was like an 18 year old kid next to me like everybody was just so engaged and i was just very impressed awesome
0: Awesome. And uh, yeah, I think for me too, Denzel was head and shoulders better than everybody that I saw. I I agree with you, Eric. I thought Ultimate was fantastic. I really liked uh, his energy on Switch It Up. I thought Aloha was really cool. Um, Super Saiyan Superman, just because of his flow, his flow was ridiculous on that one. Even I think you even looked at me at one point on Superman Super, Super Saiyan Superman, and you were like, "Whoa!" Like you did one of your whoas, and I was like, <laughs> "Did I say it like that?" You did it exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a great, uh, <laughs> I have a great cadence for your voice, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. Very Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa, yeah. See, they don't yeah. even know which one of us is doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Bulls against uh, bull. Excuse me, Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. That was fantastic. And Then automatic speedboat sumo vengeance all of that was was phenomenal. So overall, basically, yeah, Denzel's whole set was was pretty legit. And then I will I will give Anderson credit towards the back end. I was really actually pretty engaged with Am I Wrong? And I thought he he brought some more energy with Dang uh, the Mac Miller when he covered Mac Miller's or not covered it because he just kind of uh, performed his part in it and and did some of that because. Uh, you know just being a big Mac Miller fan I thought that was like a cool like little tribute to him and uh, the crowd I think gave him gave him a nice ovation after that so yeah that was basically the highlight for me I think Denzel so if you guys ever you know I think to Denzel's touring right now with Billy Eilish and then he's also gonna do his own tour I believe very soon so if you guys are Denzel Curry fans or even if you're not go check him out uh, same that it sounds like with Greta Van Vliet if they're in your area give them a shout check them out uh, well, I didn't mean to rhyme that, but I just did. Anyway, you I'm not. Said, no. You just have that much flow, dude. You're like a Zen, like a zen master. Yeah, I you got, got so know. much flow, you know, hmm. bro. Okay, okay. I'm no. not a rapper. Okay, All right, so uh, that was our Boston Calling review. Eric, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a pleasure. This was really cool, and I uh, hope to have you both back on soon. And you guys were, you guys made history. You're the first guests we've had on the turntable teachers so nice. really cool once again check out mike mike's podcast with another mike there's just too many uh sorry uh mike and mike have their the, again the bruin crew podcast that's the bruin c-r-u and again they are on soundcloud spotify apple music just follow them on instagram check them out check out their podcast if you're a hockey fan and yeah that's it so thank you for tuning in Follow us on social media at The Turntable Teachers. Uh, That's all for now. And class is dismissed.